as speech pathologists, we, we do really get it. We understand the importance of communication and, and social connections. And it's important to learn that how one way of treating or, or working with a, a client isn't necessarily going to be what works for another client in a different state or from a different tribe. If we've got assessment findings that are robust, then we don't have to make any presumptions. And I strongly believe in the value and worth of what we do and the difference we make. Hello, and welcome to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation about an area or topic related to all things speech pathology. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hi, it's Annika, and welcome to this week's Speak Up Conversation. Today, I'm really excited to be chatting about allied health assistants, those precious people that help us speech pathologists be better speech pathologists. I'm so pleased to have Lorraine Randall join me. Lorraine is a proud Pitanjara and Yakanjara woman and an allied health assistant at the Royal Darwin Hospital. Thank you so much for joining me, Lorraine. Hi, Annika. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. I'm so grateful and I'm happy to share what you want to know about me and my work and just so thankful for having me. Well, I've been so looking forward to chatting with you. So maybe to start, I'm so curious to find out what made you actually want to be an allied health assistant. Uh, For me, um, I've always had a strong desire to help people like in need who wasn't like good in health and um, while I was at school I was enrolled at a girls academy which focuses on helping Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander girls get ready to develop skills for outside of school so they can just get ready to be in like the workforce and um, they helped me discover IHA which is with Indigenous Allied Health Australia and I did a school-based traineeship with them and they helped me a lot by giving me the idea to be an allied health assistant and it really caught my interest knowing about what an allied health assistant does because I know that an allied health assistant is someone who can work in all different specialties such as a physio, OT and speech and just knowing that I can help colleagues and patients achieve their goals. It sounded perfect for you. If helping people was something that you were really keen to pursue, it sounds like a good option. So I'm just really curious. I don't know a lot about what um, the qualification for an allied health assistant actually involves. How long do you study for and what are some of the subjects and areas that you learn about? Um, So with my school-based traineeship, Um, with Indigenous Allied Health Australia. Um, I did a certificate three in Allied Health Assistance, which took about 12 months to study. Um, In that time, I completed 10 units um, in a variety of health-focused subjects and face-to-face classes twice a week and submitted assignments as well as going to school. So two days I was doing my traineeship and then three days I was at school. And also I had to do 80 hours of placement, which I did at the Palmston Regional Hospital as an allied health assistant student in the rehab unit. Did you get a chance to work in all different allied health areas as part of that clinical experience? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, At the start, I worked um, with speech pathology, but I didn't get much experience with speech, which was... Um, I didn't, I was more interested in doing like a physio or an occupational therapy career type and um, yeah, 
I worked in, yeah, I assisted allied health professionals as well as allied health assistants. And, um, yeah, no, it was really good. Like, they gave me, like, lots of different opportunities. They didn't just put me in one specialty, which is really good because I was really open-minded about what I wanted to do and what department I really wanted to specialise in because I was just still unsure about what I wanted to do with my career. But, yeah, I got to work with patients who are recovering from different type of brain injuries and um, knowing that they can get better in the rehab unit, um, it was just really good being a part of that. And I was there doing my work placement um, once a week. So that was a Tuesday. And then, yeah. It sounds really diverse that you really got a really broad overview of lots of different elements of allied health. Yeah, no, it was really good. It was a really good opportunity for me to get an insight of like working in a department of health. And yeah, it was just a great, it was just a great opportunity. Now, you must have done very well too, because I do understand you are nominated for the Northern Territories Trainee of the Year for this year. So you must have been pretty amazing at um, all of that also. Uh, yeah, I must have been. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just thankful that um, they supported me, like the hospital staff, um, Allied Health, my, my mentors, a part of my traineeship. They were such great support. And um, because challenges just come and go while you're in school, as well as we were all battling coronavirus and like a difficult year yeah it was difficult for me but um knowing that I had a goal to finish off school and then finish off my certificate I could get to where I am now and then now I am working as an allied health assistant (laughs) you found yourself at the Royal Darwin Hospital that's amazing so what does your current role entail um so yes as you know I'm an allied health assistant working under the speech pathology department at the Royal Darwin Hospital Uh, I work in lots of different areas, including screening children for developmental delay using ages and stages questionnaire, set up and administer oral cares and do swallowing screens and mealtime reviews for um, adult inpatients. Um, I support clinical staff by coordinating the telehealth service, Um, set up modified barium swallows and monitor food stock for speech pathologists. And, yeah, my favourite part about my job is to be able to help people um, see kids and just learn a lot. Yeah, it's really, it's really good and just see people get better. It sounds like you've got so many different roles within that role and every day would be quite different by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> so is there, are there any things that you're unable to do as an allied health assistant? Yeah, um, so my job is just carried out therapy told by the speech pathologist. And then if I just notice any changes in a patient, I can't really assess that patient. It's just my job to just let the speech pathologist know and then just for them to follow it up. Okay, so in regards then to the therapy that you do, how much support does the speech pathologist give you before you are expected to go and implement um, intervention or therapy with one of the people that you work with? They give me training before going out by myself. Um, So at the start of my job, I did lots of training with speech pathologists as I was just learning and knowing that I had little experience working with speech pathology. Um, They gave me an inside, like they helped me 
see patients with them. I was just shadowing them and what they did. They helped me in discovering what I would be doing as an allied health assistant by myself. Um, but yeah, just lots of training before I was be able to be independent and work out. So then there was lots of support provided, obviously, initially until you felt that you were skilled enough to be able to do that. But it sounds like you're still checking in with the speech pathologist quite regularly. Yeah. In regards to the therapy and when things need to change or you need to do something different. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, I know that you've been on the job just for a short time, but what sort of tips would you have for us speech pathologists if we were working with allied health assistants? Some days I have lots of jobs. Um, I'm sure everyone's really busy here, but just for me, I need time to plan out my day. And it's really good that when speech pathologists ask me about my workload at the start of the day, um, it can just be helpful. So when they have a job for me, I can just work out on how to fit it in. And um, so what I do is I use a timetable, which is just located where all the clinicians are and then just where they can see it, which means that everyone can just see my workload for the day. So then if they needed something for me to do, which was sort of urgent and they would just put it in my timetable and just let me know beforehand, or could you fit this person in as I won't be able to see and I'll just have to prioritise all my workload. But if my day's too busy, it just depends on whether it's urgent enough for that day. But um, yeah, and also getting clear instructions on what they would like me to do. Uh, for example, like a written plan of the task, just so I can get back to it and just look over what I really needed to do. And then so I can achieve, yeah. How many speech pathologists do you have in the department at Royal Darwin Hospital? Right now we have, I think, pretty sure five at the moment. So that's five people that um, can allocate different tasks to you in a day. Yeah, um, but three of our other staff just left. So at the moment we are just short staff, but usually you're eight normally. And then, yeah. And so that system where you've got that central um, database for people to enter tasks for you seems to work quite well when you have that many different people trying to allocate things to you because that's a lot is it that's a lot of people asking you to do things isn't it so there has to be some system in place to make that workable for you yeah um yeah because we have meetings every morning and discuss about our workload which is really helpful so we know that what everyone else is doing just in case someone is actually really busy and actually can't help and it's just knowing that oh maybe I can help you with that if it's suitable for me to help but yeah other than that everything's great like they're such great people to work with and yeah. And are there other allied health assistants at the Royal Darwin Hospital in different areas? Yeah there is um we have about three others here at, at the Royal Darwin um, at the Palmerston Regional Hospital, they're about maybe, I think there are like 10. And do you get a chance to network with those people? They're sort of your people. Do you get a chance to kind of network and mentor each other, support each other? Yeah, so what we do is monthly, we just run an allied health assistant PD meeting. And then we just get professionals such as a um, physiotherapist to come in and just uh, teach us about what they do and what we can do to help so they give us that sort of like 
learning type, like just learn about them and what we could do to help as allied health assistants. Well, that would be quite useful, I could imagine. It's like ongoing training and ongoing connection with other people. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like we all are pretty close anyways, yeah. Oh, good. Well, thank you so, so much, Lorraine, for joining me today and sharing all of that amazing information. Thank you, Annika, for having me on this podcast and letting me share my story. I'm very thankful for everyone who's listening and just... Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. It's been so great chatting to you and a huge thank you to all the allied health assistants out there that do a wonderful job supporting speech pathologists. You are all valued members of our speech pathology family and we can't do our work without you. So thank you. And look out for the upcoming June edition of Speech Pathology Australia's Speak Out magazine, which is focused on the role of allied health assistants in speech pathology. Thanks for listening and please be sure to join us again next week. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.